0: You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. So, Daryl, I thought to end this discussion today, let's hear some funny stories from your umpiring days. Now, Daryl, I'm sure you have plenty of funny stories to tell and it will create lots of episodes for the podcast. When researching for our discussion today, I came across two funny incidences involving you, and I would love to hear what happened in those two funny incidences. The first one, Daryl, was you chasing a stray dog that ran onto the field during the second test between Sri Lanka and New Zealand and Gandhi. Can you tell us what happened there?
1: Well, precisely that, a stray dog. Um, If you've ever been to the subcontinent and watched cricket, you'll know that there's a stray dog on the field in every match on every day. I don't think it's the same dog that's uh, transported from ground to ground, but you can guarantee at some stage there'll be a dog on the ground. And on this occasion, uh, that particular dog left a message on the ground right at square leg where I was due to stand. So I was simply trying to shuffle that dog away and uh, someone snapped a great photo. It would appear on the front page of the local paper the next day in Colombo. And I think the caption said, even the street dogs didn't like umpire Harper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I, I did en- I did enjoy that moment, I did enjoy that photo, and uh, I have gone with the line that every dog has his day uh, on many occasions in my life since that photo was taken. Uh, yeah, I love that photo.
0: Yeah, um, the second one involves you umpiring an ODI between Australia and England at the SCG in 2010 11. It was the six ODI. Out of the series, which was involving which involved seven games, I should say, in that series, it was the 630 I. Um, you were umpiring the match with Maria Erasmus, and Michael Clark wanted to call for a batting power play. Australia were chasing 333 to win, set by England. Australia chased down the runs to win by two wickets. Now, Michael Clark wanted the batting power play. Your partner, Maria Erasmus, said, "No, you can't call for it. Maybe he didn't do it in time or something. And then Maria Erasmus said. We've been in position for more than a minute. And then Clark said something, and Mariah said, because that's the rule. That's my best South African accent, there, <laughs> Mariah Rasmus. Very um, good. Then the next server from your end, Daryl, Clark called for the batting power play again. Then Andrew Strauss set the field for a batting power play. He had the men out ready for the power play. He then walks over to Mariah Rasmus at square leg. And then he talks to you, Darrell, at your end. Then you said to Strauss, there's no power play. Then over the stump mics, you said, it's not on. It's not on if it's not on. <laughs> then, Clark said, then Clark said something to you, Daryl, said, Daryl, everyone wants us to take it. And you, and you said, shall we do a vote? <laughs> and then we got ready for, to start the over. Then you said over the stump mics, no power play. Never has been. <laughs> so, Daryl, tell us what happened on that night at the SCG and did Australia get the batting power play?
1: That's a damn good question, Jack, and I've really got to be honest and say I don't remember that happening. I do remember another incident from the same... I think it was the same night where Kevin Peterson was bowling to Cameron White and Cameron White slashed a... Kevin Peterson bowling his little off-spinners and uh, Kevin uh, Cameron White slashed at a ball outside the off-stump that Matt Pryor actually dropped. I didn't think uh, White had hit the ball. It uh, went through to the keeper, he dropped it, and Kevin Peterson carried on like a pork chop as if as if he'd just missed out on a wicket because the ball had been dropped. I was reasonably confident that it hadn't been touched. Uh, a little bit um, at the end of the over, uh, Kevin Peterson called out to me. He was standing near Cameron. He said, "Darrell, Darryl, he smashed that one, didn't he? And uh, I thought to myself, well, here's a, here's a moment where I could get myself into trouble. If I say that he hit it and he didn't, or if I say that he didn't, and he did, I could be proven wrong. So I took the sensible path and simply replied to Kevin, oh, come on, Kevin, I'm not going to play childish games with you. And I hit it off to square leg. Uh, so it wasn't resolved as far as Kevin was concerned. The next over, similar, in a similar moment, a slash at the ball outside the off stump, um, no contact, big appeal from Kevin Peterson, not out from me. He immediately went to Andrew Strauss, telling Andrew, He smashed that one. He smashed that one. You've got to review the decision. You've got to review the decision. So Andrew reluctantly reviewed it. It came back. No contact. Bat on ball. Not out. Decision stands. As Kevin walked back past me, I was hoping that he'd look at me. Uh, I wanted to just give him a nice, gentle, sweet smile as he walked past, just to confirm that I'd been right and he'd been wrong. And he wouldn't look. He steamed past, looking superior and... uh, as if I didn't uh, even exist in the world. He got back to his bowling mark and I decided to have the last word, which I usually do and uh, did in those days. I put my hand out, I stopped him from bowling, I turned around, I walked right back. I got quite a, up quite close to him and I said to him, hey, Kevin, apparently he didn't hit that one. And I turned around and walked back and got him on position and the over was completed. Uh, several people from different parts of the world told me that their lip reading skills were very good. And Kevin said a very, very bad word behind my back as I walked back into my position. But uh, that's of no concern to me. I I got the last word in. Uh, He didn't hit the ball. Uh, My decision was confirmed as correct. And Kevin's actually a player I I admire greatly. I always loved umpiring him because uh, something would always happen. There was always some excitement around. He's just a larger-than-life character. So if ever I did a Kevin Peterson game, that was a highlight. And... uh, if I could get under his skin and annoy him on that occasion, that's what I was trying to do. I mean, Absolutely, I'm out there to enjoy myself.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, so, any other funny stories? We just touched on two there, but any other funny stories that you would like to share during your career that stood out for you?
1: Well, I hope this one's still politically correct. It might be a good one for me to finish on, Jack. Um, I was umpiring my second ODI, so it was uh, 19 or oh, around about 1995, 96. I waited about almost two years between my my first and my second. And it was uh, uh, on Adelaide Oval, it was Pakistan playing the West Indies. Uh, Roger Harper was batting. At one stage a wicket fell at the far end, at the scoreboard end, we were at the Torrens end, um, and Roger was standing there waiting for the new batsman to arrive. And I looked up at the scoreboard and there was his name in the batting slot, Harper, And there was my name in the bottom right-hand corner in the umpiring slot, Harper, Harper, Harper. I said to Roger, hey, Roger, two Harpers in this game, two Harpers on the scoreboard. That's pretty unusual. Roger just nodded. I still hadn't heard him speak at this stage. He's a very quiet guy. He just nodded in agreement. And just as my partner arrived from Square League, a fellow by the name of Terry Proof from Perth, Western Australia, great umpire, umpired number of tests as well as ODIs. Um, just as he arrived, I said, I thought I'd take the conversation a step further. And I said, Hey Roger, do you reckon we might be related? Now, Roger comes from Guyana and he's about six foot five and he's an, an athlete. Uh, I come from Adelaide, South Australia. I'd never made the six foot mark. Uh, I'm a little bit overweight. There really wasn't a great chance that we were going to be related. But, you know, you never know in this world who's related to who. Roger thought about it for a moment and he said in a beautiful deep voice suitable for a radio announcer, he said, maybe if you go way, way back. And from that moment in time, wherever I saw Roger around the world because he uh, continued to play and he also, in my Uh, umpiring international umpiring career he was often the coach of kenya um in world cups etc saw him in different parts of the world and he would always greet me he would start it would be a high five a very high five because he's a big guy and he would say to me g'day cuz short for cousin so uh, that's how i broke the ice with roger harper and it went off well um it didn't always work that way i mean uh, not everyone appreciated my sense of humor but we we had a relationship that was uh, built on a funny start, but um, he's the sort of bloke that would stop and have a chat wherever I saw him. Very friendly, warm man. Um, yeah, someone that um, I, I greatly admired, and uh, I sort of sort of count as a uh, as a friend, even if we if we if, if we aren't related. I don't know, uh, but uh, yeah, that's Roger from Guyana. Do you enjoyed that him to this day, or no? I I haven't I haven't seen Roger for years, and. Uh, i don't i don't hassle anyone on the internet so um if i see him i'll see him i might see him at a test of adelaide over one day i don't know uh, i'd love, love to have a chat and have a drink and talk about the old times because uh, yes he was part of an incredible era when he was playing for the west indies
0: absolutely well da-
1: hi everyone hope you enjoyed some of daryl
0: harper's funny stories from his umpiring career what's your favorite story from daryl be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast and like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Also the podcast is now available on Anchor, Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.